All right, how's it going, everybody? Uh, so this is going to be the reboot of the Conscious Bodybuilding Podcast. Today, I have Jordan Hutchinson on, uh, the winner of the 2021 Mr. USA. I figured he would be a great fit for the reboot of the podcast. How are you doing today, Jordan? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Um, so uh, basically, I kind of wanted to, you know, you've been kind of flying under the radar, I think. Um, and I just wanted you to kind of introduce yourself and, and kind of where, like how you started bodybuilding, how'd you even find bodybuilding? Man, it's been about eight years since I even started training in the gym at all. So, um, I used to be such a skinny guy, like, uh, a buck 60 towards the end of high school at 17, I started lifting, but Prior to that, I absolutely hated weight trainer, anything to do with weight training. I just was tired of being skinny. Um, and I played football one season. I was always a basketball player, but I just kind of got in the gym with the football football team after that season because I just got beat up, man, like a, a little guy on the football field. And I knew I needed to beef up. I didn't end up playing football ever again because once I got in the gym, I responded so fast and I just fell in love with training uh, right off the bat and it just skyrocketed from there. Um, it's been a long process for me and I think that's why I've flown under the radar as I haven't competed much at all. I've just always, I've been in love with the process of growing and training and the hardcore side of the gym has always been my thing. So I love improvement and I love packing on size because I was always that little guy. So that's kind of what got me into it in the first place was just being <clears throat> in the gym and finally seeing muscle on my frame and just pushing from there. And then people started suggesting I compete and it started kind of, kind of started there. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to ask like, what, what point were you like, Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, considering stepping on stage. So, um, gosh, I don't even remember what year it was. It was 2021. I think it was 2015 or 2016. Um, I was 19. So I started working out when I was 17. I'm 25 now. So um, that was, I'd always trained for like vert vertical jump training for basketball, just jump rope, uh, agility training. I'd done that kind of stuff since I was like 12. So it was always, I've, I guess I've always trained. I just hated weight training because I was always so weak. Yeah. So I started when I was 17, I beefed up so fast. I packed on like 30 pounds in a matter of months, oh, just wow. from like eating garbage and training, um, you know, the beginner games. And then people in the, I was working out at a YMCA and uh, working there also. And I had a bunch of people there just be like, you respond so well, you've got a frame, you've got a physique, you need to do a show. And so I just was like, whatever, I'll try this thing out. So I jumped into this no-name show, INBF or whatever the federation was and in South Carolina and uh, coached myself into my first show. No idea what I was doing. Oh, wow. Um, carb cycled, if you want to call it that. It was just four days of like fifth, zero to 50 grams of carbs and then an entire cheat day of eat anything in sight. It was just <laughs> a horrible approach. Yeah. But I, you know, I ended up doing okay for my first show. I didn't look too bad. Um, obviously not in great shape. I didn't know what I was doing. But as soon as I stepped on that stage, I was like, oh, my gosh, I've caught the bug. But I've got a lot of improvement to do. 
So yeah. it was kind of after that, I believe it was 2015. Um, and I didn't compete again until 2017 was my first NPC show. Yeah. So, yeah. So you've competed, uh, not, a, not a lot, right? How many shows I've have you done? I've literally done three NPC shows, including the qualifier that I did before USA's. So I've, I've hardly competed Got at it. all. Yeah. I just take the adequate amount of time. I know I've always known what my goals were as soon as right. I caught the bug, bug for bodybuilding. Like people thought I was crazy in 2015. I was like, I want to do this like at the professional level one day, I'm going to make it there. Right. But I knew if I do too many shows in that time period, I'm not growing if I'm in prep. Absolutely. And I knew the thing that I needed was size always. So, you know, a lot of people aren't motivated enough to take that time off. And I've always taken that time off. So that's why I've kind of flown under the radar because I don't feel the need to step on stage or have abs year round. Yeah. I'm fine with people saying I look like a power lifter for two years straight because I know when it comes time, I can suffer for conditioning. Right. But uh, put on the size and the time that I need. So, yeah. 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 Putting on, putting on the mass takes a lot of time. And, and, and when, like you said, when you, when you do a cut, I mean, that's, that can be upwards of six months where you're not putting on muscle, right? Right, Exactly. You gotta, you gotta get out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's a really smart approach. That's actually a very similar way to the way I look at it, right? You have this end goal in mind, right? And you don't really waste a whole lot of time jumping into a bunch of shows how do you feel like it's funny because a lot of people that I've had conversations with about like that approach, they always think that like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta get seen. You gotta be at all the shows. Right. I mean, in your case, it that's not really how it occurred. Like you just, you jumped in and you were the best on that day. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it was weird because I, after gosh, I haven't competed since 2018 and I won yeah. my class in the light heavies in 2018 I was 196 and you know I had planned on competing in 2020 I didn't want to take that much time off but with COVID and everything it just I wasn't gonna stay peeled for months and have shows get canceled and then have to wait for the next show so um, that's why it took me so long to compete again but I think it worked in my favor yeah Um, but I did not I didn't know what to expect going into that show which I think helped drive me because I was thinking going in here thinking these guys are freaks I've got to bring it you know yeah so yeah that blew my mind we uh you're DMing me before and you're like man I was just hoping for a top five yeah I didn't know what you know you see people on Instagram and you're like some pictures these guys look like absolute freak shows yeah and they are and i have major respect for all of those guys it was very competitive class but i guess because i'm in a small town there's not many bodybuilders here no guys at a high level at all um we've all just any bodybuilders around here just competed at a regional level so yeah you know you hear it from people around town like oh my gosh you're gonna win i'm like i don't believe you you know if you were, if you were at like that level, maybe I would, I, I sometimes sell myself short, um, which I think has helped driven, drive me. Right. Right. Um, but no, I didn't expect that, which maybe helped me, but, uh, um, dude, it was awesome going yeah. in there and actually feeling like, yeah, man, I was made to do this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, do you think that since you're in kind of like this isolated area, there's not a lot of bodybuilders do you have to, do you find yourself having to rely on like your self-belief? Um, I mean, 
because you just don't have, I mean, you do have some positive reinforcement, but it's not like, you know, it's not like you're seeing everybody every day or getting that comparison every day, yeah. right? You're. It, it was hard, man, because there were so many days where when you have a goal closer to where you're at and, you know, 2018, it's like, I had no goal in sight. I was done with that show. I had no idea when the next show was. I had no set goal. It was like, I just need to get on stage whenever I'm ready. So it's, it is kind of harder to stay motivated to train really, really, really hard. You have to, you have to have that discipline mentally yeah. to keep doing the same thing every day to right. check the boxes, to keep laying the bricks because, you know, it's really easy to just be like, well, I may not be on stage for another year or two. I can have, I can eat this or I yeah, can, I can, I can slack off on legs. I don't have to kill myself today. Yeah. You know, so it, it definitely took a lot of self-discipline. Right. Right. It's funny that you say that. I don't want to make this too much by myself, but um, I literally sent an email to my coach like a couple hours ago and I was like, Hey, mm -hmm. look, we, we need to pick a show because I just, I, I right. need that. I need that extra, like in the back of my mind, Hey, I'm going to be stepping on stage. I need to take this set to where it needs to go. You know, right. I need to not it, it, as much as like, I can be just a drive. Thing. It's, it's, yeah, it's just that little, you know, you could set the date, you know, how many weeks out you are, you know, you know, what, it, what it takes, what it's going to take to get there. So I, I completely agree with that. That, that helps a lot. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, so you work uh, a normal job if, if I'm not mistaken, right? I do. How, what was that? For now I've been, you know, I've, yeah, yeah. I've kind of juggled on some online coaching right time. Right for what I have time for my job is really involved, but yeah, as of right yeah. now, I'm still working five days a week. How, how is that hustle? Like I've found that managing bodybuilding and, and, and the normal job that's not involved in bodybuilding, um, it can be difficult at times. Um, how is it for you? Right. It it's honestly really, really difficult. So I work a hundred percent commission job. So oh, wow. I work with a company that's like, it's an authorized re retailer of Verizon and we manage business accounts and I have okay. like businesses and clientele that I work with that. I mean, a lot of them call me around the clock, like I'll be at the gym and I'll have calls and I have to call them all after the gym. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's setting up appointments or uh, dealing with issues that business may have or that customer or whatever. So it's a hustle. It's a very good job for me. It's, when I, I got this job back, it was after my last show, it was early 2019. It changed bodybuilding for me because we all know bodybuilding is very expensive sport. Yeah. Um, and so it, it really, it enabled so much for me, but it also, I'm working two really involved jobs, bodybuilding right. and this commission job. I mean, there's, there's no paid time off. Um, and if you're not working, selling, you're not making any money. It's hundred percent commission. So yeah. that also gets hard in prep because we all know how involved you have to be with being on time with your meals. And if I slack off on work, then I'm not making the same checks, you know, yeah. and that affects my bodybuilding in turn. So I have to be just as disciplined in that as I am in bodybuilding too. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's tough, man. And it's sometimes hard to portray that to, I found like friends and family, like how, how bodybuilding is a job in itself. Right. And I even get on myself sometimes, right. I'm like, you know, 
uh, I'll be doing another job and I, I get kind of hard on myself, right? Like, oh yeah, like, but then I forget like how many hours I actually spend eating every day, how many hours I spend training, how many hours I spend doing anything re in, regarding uh, bodybuilding and how much energy that takes. And so you just look at like how many hours, obviously it doesn't feel like work, right? It can in prep, but um, you look at how many hours you actually work at your, you know, your job where you make your money, right? And you're not making money, especially as an amateur. And it's exactly. like, all free. you know, 80 hours a week. Those you know? questions, I'm sure you've had them from family and friends. Now, is there any prize money you made at this show? Yeah. You know, of course, of course, after I won this show, they're like, you got to have had prize money this time. Yeah. You know, everybody always asks that. And I'm like, man, if there was no reward at all, I'd still want to do this. Absolutely. Like, it's it's yeah. just a passion, which some people aren't going to understand that. Right. But yeah, when you're an amateur, you're, you're just, you're paying into it. You're investing yeah. into it. The shows aren't cheap. Uh, nothing about it's cheap. You're yep. you're making a sacrifice financially too, right? But you, you said it right there, right? It's an investment. Right. Um, whether that is for you to be able to provide more value to your clients, for you to eventually compete as a professional and potentially get endorsements, right? It is an investment, and there is a return on that investment, whether you see it or not. Um, and then there's the other side of that where it's it is truly your passion, right? And you you know you did things that it took because you, you love this so much, right? You took an extended off season. You, you did all these things that were enabled you to be successful because right. you have a love for the process. Right. Um, and, and I think that's really important. And I think that, that, that message shouldn't get lost, especially um, because I knew, I know I do have younger listeners that listen to this. Right. And they, and like you mentioned before, like you, you didn't compete, right. You didn't need that right. gratification, right. You actually just had a, you had a goal in mind and you had something that you wanted to achieve. And um, you know, I think a lot of people need to learn to love the actual process of getting there versus exactly. looking at the outcome, right? Exactly. Um, you look at, you look at the outcome, you get burnt out really fast. You'll look at oh, this yeah. very large goal. Um, if you were to say, Hey, I want to be an IFBB pro and every day you just thought about, you know, obviously you think about it, but like you're, you're the, the goal is an IFBB pro and you haven't broken it down and you haven't actually loved the day to day. Exactly. It's going to be very difficult. That's going to be seem so monumental. You're on point with that, man. I yeah. literally tell people that every day because, yeah. and I think a lot of it has to do with social media now because yeah. everybody sees somebody compete and they're like, gosh, he looks so good. I want to look like that. Or, oh man, he's maybe getting all this attention and whatever else. And that's not what we do it for. Most yeah. people don't do it for that. The most successful bodybuilders don't do it for the attention, for the Instagram, right. for whatever that's a part of it now because of the way marketing is in sport. Yeah. But like my mentality is more like, you know, the nineties bodybuilders, Dorian Yates and the trenches kind of thing. I love that, but yeah, nobody's like that anymore because they just, like you said, I, I tell people this all the time. It's not just about the end goal. If it's only about the end goal, it's not worth it because you, you spend so much time bodybuilding. It takes yeah. so much time, so much out of you if you do not enjoy the journey and the process and love the day-to-day, -day, love the regiment, love pushing yourself to be disciplined, then you really, you got to check yourself and really think about whether or not this is worth it for you. Because yeah. if you don't enjoy the journey, you've wasted a lot of days in your life, just thinking about this end goal that you wish that you could have, but that maybe you wouldn't enjoy the process at all of getting there. So it's kind of a waste of time at that point, because you probably don't have the drive to do it if you don't enjoy the process. Right. hundred percent. And, and I mean, I don't know if you can speak to this now, um, but 
you know, eventually that, that feeling of winning will fade. Right. And you're going to have to, you're going to have to start to, to, it's going to become work again. Right. I mean, obviously you enjoy it, but like, it's, it's, you're not going to have that. Yeah, absolutely. Especially get back into another prep. It's not like you have that feeling forever. People think once I become an IFBB pro, my life changes there it's you know the the work stops it's just easier from there because i'm an ife pro and it's like no man i mean you just became uh a small fish in a big pond right you exactly. know you turned into another people that i'm just uh, i just kind of got drafted basically yeah now i'm back at the bottom of the totem gotta, pole and i gotta look at these yeah. guys that are at the top there's a new there's a new level of competition that's right a whole different world yeah and if you just kept chasing like okay now i'm gonna win the arnold and you just kept chasing that you probably would never have that feeling of satis- satisfaction or it'd be very fleeting. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got to love the process, man. hundred percent. Cool. I'm glad we touched on that. Um, I just wanted to go over kind of like um, what, what, what did your nutrition, it doesn't have to be really thorough, but like looking yeah. at the off season, like this macro plan, what did your nutrition look like going into the off season, peak off season, and then kind of towards the show? I know you did a long prep, maybe talk about like the timeline, why you did such a long prep as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, off season coming out of the 20, 2018 show, I was with a coach that was so, he held me back a lot. Like the reverse diet out of that show was so slow. Um, he was keeping me so tight. I was like, dude, I've got to add some calories in and grow. Yeah. Um, I switched up with him. I actually worked with Matt Jansen for a few months. Okay. Now Matt had me eating a truckload of food, like seven meals a day, 450 grams of protein. When I'm with a coach, I don't really count the macros. I, I go with the coach and I trust them for a reason. Right. Um, do you still have me, man? You're frozen. Oh yeah. You're, you're frozen too. Hold on. I don't know if I've got you. I can hear you. Hold on one moment. He's telling me. Hear me? Oh, you're muted. I'm sorry, man. Our internet was doing some weird things this whole week. Oh, no, it's all good. It could easily have been yeah, mine as well, too. Or did that, I get away? You want to wait for a second. Okay. But now, so, uh, what were you talking about? You were... So, anyways, I was with Matt Jansen for a while. We were eating a, a truckload of food. And honestly, I, I added a lot of body fat. And, um, okay. you know, I really liked Matt. And I saw him at the show this last weekend. Yeah, probably. yeah. He's an awesome guy, but I didn't feel as much like maybe, maybe at that time he didn't possibly see as much potential in me. I don't know. Um, it just didn't seem as involved. So I was wanting someone a little bit more involved that maybe wanted to invest a little more time in me. And so I started looking for a coach um, and I really wanted Chris Tuttle. So at the time he didn't have, he didn't have much room or availability, but I, I talked him into it. He took me on because we are a lot alike and we work very well together. We think a lot alike, but when I'm with a coach, honestly, I rarely 
will count what the macros are because I just, I get with the coach and I trust them to do what they, yeah. I know they know what they're doing and I like to take my mind out of it. Sometimes I think it's fun just to see where my calories get in the off season. Cause yeah. I, I have to eat to grow like, right. With Chris, I mean, I, I easily ate six to 7,000 calories, clean calories a day. Yeah. Um, possibly more. Um, but, you know, I have to eat really high in the off season. But what was awesome was this prep, I never went that low. Even though I felt really low because I got pretty peeled. Yeah. Um, we never went that low with carbs or overall calories, to be honest with you. But relatively to my off season, we pushed me way high. Yeah. Uh, yep. Now, with a two and a half year off season, you're going to get pretty fluffy because there's no cut in between. There's no time to pull yourself down to a really low body fat percentage. So you're super, super insulin sensitive. So maybe we did a couple mini cuts in the meantime, yep. Smart. Um, just for insulin sensitivity. That's all, but not yep. really. It's, make a lot of progress with fat loss. Yeah. So I was pretty fluffy, man. Um, I haven't po posted a transformation yet on my Instagram, but I'm going to soon because yeah, I want to see that pretty wild. I'm, I got up to 278. Oh, okay. And I'm just under 510. So I was yeah. pretty, I was pretty stout. You know, people would, I had plenty of comments about, dude, you don't look like a body bodybuilder. You look like a power lifter. Yeah. Uh, that got old, but yeah that's another part of like, you just have to not care about what you look like in the off season. You just have to kind of push through mentally. Yep. So, um, you know, off season was really long. It felt like forever. I was just, like I said, in the trenches, just going at it. And there was a point where Chris and I, I mean, my weight was sticking. I was eating like, like I said, six or 7,000 clean calories. My carbs were probably at 800 or so. Um, and he was like, all right, we're going to have to do like three cheat meals a week. And that was something I wasn't used to because I'm very regimented. Extremely yeah. Regimented. I mean, most of my off season, I, I would have one cheat meal a week. I remember I, I got so just dialed in and was eating so much food that I knew one cheat meal would throw off my digestion. So there was a while when I was with Jansen, I, in my off season, I didn't have a cheat meal for like three months. Just, I chose not to because I knew right. I couldn't get my other set, my other six meals in. If I had a cheat meal in there, it was going to throw my digestion off. So right, that's just kind of how my mindset is. I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. Because I'm not a genetic freak. So, you know, it, it was, it was a solid off season. I mean, I put on 30, about 30 pounds of stage weight. Yeah. That's nuts. I was think about it. in 2018, September 2018. And then uh, for USA's, I sucked down to 223 for weigh-ins. Right, for heavyweight. Yeah, just barely. I mean, I was riding 231 and 232. For yeah, with I saw you were like 226, uh, six days out or something like that. So, so I mean, it was like, and I had, you know, my glutes were in for a long time and I still, I still couldn't pull that weight down. Yeah. Like, what he's doing. So, right, right. Wait. And then, uh, uh, probably by the time I was on stage, it's like 227, 228. Nice. So, you lost from, you went from 275 to essentially 223 in that 26 week prep. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So, 
it was, uh, yeah, 26 weeks total prep, 24, 26 weeks total. Got it. It started in early January, 2020. And then, uh, it was like two pounds a week. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It was, there were some weeks that were a lot more and some weeks that were more stagnant, but yeah, yeah, definitely. That's not super aggressive. When you think about someone who's actually like a, a really large body weight, right? I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, that's not, that's not super aggressive when you think of someone who's like that high of a body weight, right? It's a, like a, a 1% uh, rate of loss per week. So that's not, not nothing too crazy. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So that was one of the things was we, we just decided to, um, take it slow because yeah, I had it's a really smart body fat that was accumulated over a long period of time. So right. I knew I would need to have the adequate time to pull it off and not lose too much muscle tissue. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah. It's interesting. What you say about the cheat meals that you get to a point in the off season where you become so resistant to weight gain, right. That, that you, it just takes that right. It, unfortunately. And, and I like, I'll find that like now out of a post diet period, I'll start snacking around and I just, my weight just goes up. Like just like nothing. But when I, I, I because I have that behavior of thinking like the off season, like, oh yeah, it's like you, you, you know, once you get to that point and you're there for a while, you're like, oh yeah, like this isn't going to affect you. And I have to like actually make a shift in my mentality. Like, okay, like right. that's not, you know, that's not productive right now. Exactly. Um, it's all about yeah. being productive as productive as possible. Right. Because there are other guys out there that are willing to do absolutely whatever it takes. So hundred percent. if it helps me 1%, you know, I'm going to do it. Or yeah. Do yeah. And I think, and that's something that I try to like portray to, to, to people is like, okay, like I, you know, with some of my, my, my general uh, population clients, you know, just want normal, like fat loss and stuff, you know, maybe I can have some flexibility in there and have some normal foods. Um, but speaking with like you or myself, right? You're at six, 7,000 calories and some, you eat something that, you know, maybe, maybe is in the plan, but like it impedes your digestion, right? right. You could mess up your, your, your goal for the next couple of days that could throw exactly. you off track. Oh yeah. And yeah. And at that level, that, the yeah. tiny details matter. Is that trade-off worth it? Right. You do that. Is that three days, you know, it could be a placing, you know, and, yeah. and oh, those dude, things, yeah. I think about those things. Absolutely. All right. Well, I, I'll try not to keep you too much longer. No, um, you're good, man. I've got plenty of time really. Oh, Almost. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah. So, so as far as like you in the moment of like, or in the, the, the day of competing, like, when did it occur to you that you potentially were going to win your class and then, and then win the overall, like where, where does that like shift of like, Hey, I might actually win this. Well, so it's funny because, you know, after the fact, after the show, Chris told me my coach, Chris Tuttle, he told me, he's like, I mean, I pretty much knew how good you were. I just didn't want to tell you. Yeah. It's like, I didn't want you to have that expectation. I wanted you working your tail off. So, yeah. which I appreciate that about him. Now, when I got there, there were guys that had seen me on like bodybuilders without borders page or whatever, whatever page was posting the updates to the guys at USA's, which I had been watching and trying to stay off of. Cause I was like getting in my head thinking about all these other guys that are showing up. But, you know, I'd have guys come up to me and be like, dude, you look nuts. Like, you're definitely top five. And I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Like, what do you see these guys out here? <laughs> and it's just uh, I didn't know what how I would stack up until I saw a video of myself next to everybody. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know I looked like that next to those guys on stage. So yeah. going into it, I had a lot of guys at the show or at tanning or whatever come up to me and like, Oh dude, you're taking a heavyweight class or, Oh man, you're probably top three or you're probably top five or whatever. 
and I appreciated that. And it, it meant so much more to me because like I said, I don't live in a bodybuilding town. So I don't have people that really have an eye for it telling me whether or not I have a shot. I just yeah. have people maybe on Instagram. And I was like, well, you've just seen pictures. It's not like being in person. So when I get there and I hear that, part of me was like, don't get my hopes up, man. Like, don't tell me this. Yeah. And then I'm going to get crushed. So Friday prejudging happened. And um, I was just blown away, man, because they had me center call outs with beside Eric Wood. He's an awesome competitor, has an awesome physique. Yeah. Respect him a lot. And um, it was the greatest feeling because I was finally in front of Steve Weinberger and all these other judges that, of course, I've seen judge all the biggest shows, biggest pro shows. And it was like the best validation I've ever had in the sport. Just to be center call outs in such a stacked heavyweight class, I knew I was like, I literally have a shot at this. Like, it's probably it's me or Eric for the win of this heavyweight class. Like, I could actually get my pro card Saturday night. Yeah. And it just absolutely blew me away right off the bat. So, and then, like I said, I saw the videos and I was like, okay, I didn't know I looked like that next to these guys. Yeah. So, again, I think it helped drive me, but. That's why I guess I flew under the radar is I've just been, I've not been showing on stage. I've just been working my butt yeah. off to get to that point. Yeah. So. That must be an amazing feeling. Cause you're there and you're like, man, all of this work, all this time I took off, it's, it's yeah. all worth it. Right. Like it, oh, man. it is the best feeling of just like, because it's so much, you know how much sacrifice it is because you do yeah. it. Absolutely. And it is, it's an overwhelming, it is an emotional feeling. It's an accomplished feeling and it does finally feel worth it. It's like, man, oh, yeah, all those hours, all those hard workouts, all those days where your legs feel like a thousand pounds because you're depleted and, yeah, and, you know, your glutes are, your glutes are shredded and it hurts to sit down and like all it all, you think about all those things when you're on stage and you're finally to that point and it does. Yeah. It makes it all worth it. Oh, oh, trust me, man. I, I was watching the, cause I was there, I was watching the, um, the, you know, um, overall mm. and, uh, my heart was racing and I was just like, Holy shit. Like, yeah. And, and then I had, uh, this will transition to my next question, but your wife was next to me and she was screaming. He's like, Jordan, was Jordan. She? she was right next to me. She like literally. Standing, yeah. She was, she was oh, sitting love her it. She was yeah. live in the video and everybody was loving her reactions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely, man. So it it, it contributed so to like, no, definitely. And, and, uh, I was going to ask, uh, kind of how, how much has she contributed to your success? So, 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 so much. I tell everybody, like, you know, I would never say that I wouldn't be as on point as I am. Cause I never am less than hundred percent. I don't not check boxes. However, everybody knows in the sport, your mentality, your peace of mind, how stress-free you are that yeah. makes a massive change in how your physique looks. So this prep, oh my gosh, she helped me so much. And it's the, fir the first time I haven't prepped alone, been the lone wolf stuck in my room, stuck in my house, just by myself. She was there with me the whole time. We're both yeah. pretty much homebodies. So she does the same thing. She was the same lifestyle. She eats six meals a day. I help her do her diet. And so we kind of do this thing together. We do do the same thing. We go to the gym at the same time when we can. 
and her support has been absolutely incredible. And I have to say, there's no way I would have the same mentality, the same peace of mind and the same ease through prep. If I didn't have her, I would, I, I don't think I would be able to have as smooth of a prep at all. She's been yeah. overwhelmingly helpful. Yeah. hundred percent. So. I mean, I think, um, and for myself, I don't know if this is your way too. like you, you're very, um, you know, like detail oriented and, and you, yeah. you always check your boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that having someone there to kind of, I don't know, in my mind, like someone who checks me, right. Like I'll, I'll be like, you know, just not in a good place mentally. Yeah. And, um, and, and my girlfriend will check me and I, you know, she'll, I'll run things by her and she'll be able to like reassure me when I'm, you know, it, it, it's, it's, especially in prep, it's just kind of like this wave, right. You'll be like, really yeah. like, Oh, I think I got it today. And the next year, like, man, I, I don't know if it's worth it to do this. Like you kind right. of second guessing everything. Um, and I can speak from, from, from my experience that it's, it's such a, you know, having that, that support system is, is huge. It's major, man. Cause yeah. not, a, it's and it's one in a million too, because she is, has the ability to understand because she's also yeah. done it herself. Yeah, that's very unique. She hasn't stepped on stage, but she lives the same lifestyle. She might as well. So, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's when you're bodybuilding, yeah, it's a, such a mental thing. And I don't need anybody to keep me accountable. I don't need my coach right. to keep me accountable. So if you're a good bodybuilder, you don't need anybody for accountability. But we all are mentally affected. So, yeah. and we're all OCD and we all have issues with, oh my gosh, I need to be better. I need to be better and have this yeah. weight on our shoulders. So if you have a good support system, like my wife, it takes a lot of weight off your shoulders for someone to be there as encouragement and yeah. remind you who you are, remind you how you are putting in the work. You're the best you've ever been, you know, you're doing the right thing. Stop overthinking. Yeah. yeah just definitely. keeping your mind on the right track because it's so easy to get lost in overthinking and, and stressing and, yeah. and, and you have your bad days and you have your days where they have to be really patient with you when you're hungry and moody and, and somebody that can handle that and, and have a little grace is, is, is awesome. So I love yeah. that she's been amazing. Yeah. And from what I could tell on your Instagram video, she she was with you, you know, in the gym and just yeah, kind of, yeah, that's awesome. We did it together. She deserves just as much credit for that title as I do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Are we, are we going to see her on stage at any point? I don't know. She's, uh, she's shaking her head. No, she, uh, <laughs> she loves the, well. she loves the wellness girls. She's training legs three days a week now. And I'm yeah. tossing around the, the idea, but, but she says no. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Sometimes uh, I think two bodybuilders in one household might be a lot. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Um, well, uh, basically I, I, I wanted to ask kind of what your plans are for the future, what, what you're going to do moving forward yeah. from here. What's the strategy? So me and my coach really, I hope I don't have to wait two years for a pro debut. Yeah. Um, but we, we've already devised a plan. I mean, it's, you know, Monday we were back on diet. So excited pushing kind of aggressively out of the bat as far as carb off the bat as far as carbs yeah. go and food, yeah, yeah. which I love. Right. Um, we're not sitting in that depleted state for too long. Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, I, my body's responding so well. It's staying really tight and I'm 
yeah going out and oh i saw that that um, the photo you just posted from your leg work i was like holy shit, like, oh yeah thanks look crazy yeah 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 true. so everything's just like i'm very insulin sensitive so everything's firing everything feels great i still got a little bit of water weight from the weekend and the flight and hardly sleeping but like yeah i i had to have her help me turn the ac down because i'm literally like sitting here sweating so i think the water <laughs> weight is starting to come off but um but yeah, our plan is to back on like 15 to 20 pounds of tissue. And I think it's doable, um, especially based on how much I was able to put on in a two and a half year period. Yeah. Even with COVID setting me back, I just right, thought right. about that today. Um, I really, I gained 30 pounds of stage weight, even with a setback last year. So um, I think it's doable in a short period of time for me. However, we're being really mindful of what helped me win USA's yeah. because I really want to bring like a Sean Roden physique, like a Keon Pearson physique. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, one of the things that stood out, I believe is my X frame, my shape, my balance. I know my arms need to grow. That's the one standout thing. That's the one knock everyone has about my physique. And I totally am aware of that. I've actually, believe it or not, brought them up a ton from what they used to be, even yeah. prep. Um, so that's my goal is to add tissue just everywhere as well as improve my arms. Yeah. But we've got to keep the waist tight. So that's another thing. Is Chris is also taking an approach of allowing me a little more leeway in my diet. Even though this past week, I've just been eating jasmine rice and being totally happy with that. Yeah. But um he just doesn't want me binging on any cheat meals. He doesn't want me pushing anything against my abdominal wall. Right. So that I keep that same shape and that same size in my waist. Yeah. Because I really think having that kind of shape on the pro stage is being rewarded right now. Right. So if I can be like 245 conditioned like I was at USA's That'd be nuts. and have the same proportions with my waist, I really think I could compete with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Chris's programming, but I, I, I know he's very mindful of, of like digestion and, and keeping people healthy too. So, and I think those are two things that are very, very important as right. a bodybuilder grows um, is to watch right. those things. Right. Um, so well, you're in good hands about the size of the gut. It's about gut health and yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Bill Heath, I think that's what fixed his gut or helped him with it. He was talking about addressing his gut health. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very, it's very common for bodybuilders to, to throw right. down a ton of things that don't digest super well. Um, right. and you know, and it, it, so it can definitely complicate things so that that's, that's, a, that's important. But I, I know, like I said, you're in, you're in good hands with, with someone like that, who's very mindful of those things. That's exactly why I interviewed him in the past. So that sounds like a really solid plan, man. I mean, um, yeah. check we back out. around the idea of Texas pro cause he's moving to Texas this week, actually. Oh, really? Uh, me and my wife thought about that we love texas too that we yeah. haven't visited but we love everything that they have to offer yeah in dallas and all that stuff so we're yeah. gonna be visiting but there's a huge uh, bodybuilding mean, scene out there yeah so i mean that you know if i could shoot for a show a year from now that'd be awesome it's just a matter right. of my rate of growth so yeah yeah i'd hate to have to wait till 2022 but i've done it before so yeah. um if i have to wait I, again, I'm going to compete when I'm ready, just like I did this last time. I waited till I was ready. 
Yeah. Because I'm not going to go up there to just embarrass myself, get dead last. I want to go. Right. And, and you want to represent yourself the best in, 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 in what you feel, believe you're capable of, right? That's another reason why I've held off competing is because I feel like I want to be able to present the best version of myself and show people that I'm serious, right? And you have that to to do for your open um, debut. So, yeah, all right. Well, one last thing before we head out, um, what would be, because you are, you know, fairly young um, and uh, I mean, I know like, like Cody Montgomery was one of the younger people to win, um, but right. um, you know, you're really young for a pro bodybuilder. I think we, we're getting a lot more younger people. I'm, I'm fairly young and, and a lot of the people who come to me are, are younger. Um, what would be like a message for a younger individual who is like, I want to be a professional. Um, and maybe it's something we already touched on, but, but what, what would be something that you would want to relate to them? Well, something I've been thinking about for the past few days since last weekend, and I can't get it out of my head is as cliche as it sounds, is just never give up and never quit. So um, I've had so many reasons to quit or maybe not reasons in my own head, but reasons other people would have if, if they were in my position would probably have quit. Um, and a lot of people tell me, why are you doing this? Why, why aren't you living a normal life? You shouldn't waste your time with this um, over the years, but especially six weeks ago. So I did my regional qualifier and I did not win the overall six weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got beat by this guy that actually, um, he's like 40 something. Now it was, it was a, I hate to say this, but it was a pretty questionable call. Um, now I was only my 90%. I was not a hundred percent conditioned. Um, and that was the plan because I knew I had to take another six weeks into USA's. This was just a warm up show. You just want to get qualified. But I, I came out of that show and I was like, just torn up because I'd waited two and a half years to compete. It's supposed to be a warm up show. They said the guy beat me because of conditioning, but I beat him on literally everything else, to be honest. And yeah, um, beat me by one point. So it, but it was really hard to swallow. So yeah, I walk out of the venue and talking to my wife and I, I give her a hug and I just, I, I almost break down, man. And I was like, babe, I have no business at USA's. Like, I have absolutely no business there because I, I can't beat this guy at this local level. I can't get an overall at the local level. Why am I going to one of the most prestigious shows you could possibly yeah. Can be at? Yeah. So I've told everybody that story simply because I want people to just never give up, you know? Yeah. And, and I could have said, you know, I'm not going to do USA's I'm dropping out. And I never knew, I would never have known what I was capable of. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know I was capable of sweeping the whole thing, but I had to change my mindset. I was there for like 30 minutes, 30 minutes. I was like, I got to pull out of this USA show. There's no way. But then I changed my mindset. I wouldn't let myself sit in that place. And because of that, I've had the most successful dream or the biggest dream achieved that I could have yeah. imagined, you know? Yeah. So for the young guys, just don't give up. Like if people tell you, you can't do something, prove them wrong. If right. a judge tells you something and you're like, Oh my gosh, I thought I was better than that. 
go to the go to the next level above that prove that judge wrong yeah you know if if you if you've got people doubting that the sacrifice is worth it go prove them wrong so right. that's i guess my message to the young guys and just love what you do if you love the journey if you love the process just keep laying the bricks and eventually you're yeah. gonna have something awesome you know yeah no i agree 100 percent. i think that's a, a great um segue uh, to close out this podcast, man, I, I think a lot of people can and can take a lot away from that. And and I agree that that one of the most important things, I mean, that was a true test to see if you were really ready for this, right? You could have right. easily just went out and been like, all right, I'm gonna go eat a bunch of junk. You know, yeah. this is it for me. Um, right. That I, I didn't know that, that, that the, out, the outcome of that, of, of believing in yourself and, and not listening to, you know, your negative thoughts about the situation or anybody else. Um, it's, you know. it's all up here, man. It's bodybuilding yeah. is a mental battle. If you can beat the mind, you, you can accomplish a lot in the sport. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, Jordan. Well, uh, honestly, it was a really great conversation. Um, right. I, and I really am thankful to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Um, I just want to give you a quick moment to maybe shout out, um, your social media and, and, and where can people find you? Um, anything, yeah. information about like coaching and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, my Instagram now is IFBB underscore Jordan Hutchinson. Um, and I am, I was holding off for a long time, taking on more clients because this prep was just so involved and I didn't want to have anybody waiting around or, you know, with prep brain and how it is, I knew yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to be quite as capable. So I just opened up my books. I'm getting the people that have been on my wait list first, awesome. but you know, DM me if you're interested um, and then my email is Hutchinson, H-U-T-C-H-I-N-S-O-N-F-I-T, HutchinsonFit at gmail.com. You can email me and ask about my information, but I'm really excited to help people because that's really what I want to transition into. Yeah, um, 100%. So we're doing a lot more of that. Right, right. Cool, man. Well, I'll have all that in the show notes. I'll have that in the description as well on YouTube. Sounds uh, great. Jacob, or sorry, I'm <laughs> my bad. Jordan. No, you're um, good. Uh, Keep us posted. I, I, I kind of want to see how your, your off-season progress. Post that photo up, too. I want to see the the uh, deep in the off-season. Uh, oh, yeah. It'll probably come Tuesday. Do one of the transfer, Transformation Tuesday posts. But, yeah, 278 full-blown and fat to, to show day. So, it's yeah, going to be kind of crazy. That'll be crazy. Cool, man. All right. You have a great day. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Dylan. I appreciate it, man. Have see a great you. night. You too.